Welcome to the Lingo's Town Life podcast. In this episode, Pastor George preaches about being wise, knowing who is wise, and making wise decisions. This sermon was originally preached on June 5th, 2022 at Linglestown Life. Welcome to the Linglestown Life podcast, where our community seeks to love God and love others. Here you'll find timely teachings, important conversations, and encouraging devotionals to improve your life and help you deepen your faith. Well, we want to uh, encourage you as we begin this series of messages on the uh, on the book of Proverbs to uh, to consider how you might be able to uh, how you might be able <laughs> this is great there we go no all right Toss the the scripture up on the screen so it'll appear down here. I can't get my phone to load my Bible app right now, so so I can't read the scripture. Uh, I don't have a a paper copy of the New Living Translation, so uh, I'm going to read from that this morning from Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. And these are the words of, of Solomon to, uh, to to his children, and this is what he says, My children... Listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God, for the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Well, I probably don't have to tell you this, but we live in an information-rich age. I mean, whenever we want information, what do we do? Huh? Yeah, that's right. We Google it. We Google it. Um, Except when you go on a cruise. When you go on a cruise and there's no internet service, then you can't Google anything. And you know what? It's wonderful. It really is. Those four days that we were on a cruise, it was so nice not to have to worry about this. Although there were a few times what we wanted to Google something, but, ah, well, we just figured we'd learn about it later. But uh, think about this. Google gets access 3.7 billion times a day. 3.7 billion times a day people access information on Google. Now, something I want you to remember about that information that you uh, receive, remember, it isn't always correct. (laughs) okay it isn't always correct and that's why you don't go to google you go to a doctor when you're sick okay don't google your symptoms you'll be dead in three days okay Um, but here's another statistic that's really interesting okay more than 60 percent of the google searches happen on smartphones 
okay? So information isn't just something, I mean, I remember as a kid, if I wanted information, I had to go to a place called a? Yeah. And I had to look through an encyclopedia. I had an encyclopedia at home. It was a little old, so the information might have been a little bit outdated, but now it's right here. And instantaneously, we have all the information we've ever needed and more. And while we have ever-increasing amounts of information readily available to us at our fingertips, we are not necessarily getting any wiser. I mean, all you got to do is look around and realize that, right? Pastor Rich Velotis noted this. He said, wisdom is not automatic. Wisdom is not our default setting, and you don't naturally drift into wisdom. But he said this, foolishness, which is the opposite of wisdom as we read through the Proverbs, foolishness is automatic. Anybody want to give an amen to that? Okay. Especially when you were a kid, you, you realized that real quickly. Foolishness is our default setting. Foolishness is the result of the nature that we're all born with. And since foolishness is our default setting and not wisdom, that's why all of us need to search for wisdom. And I think that we can all agree that while, while information is continually increasing, wisdom just keeps lagging further and further and further behind. Now, what we want to do right now is define what wisdom is because it's important to know what we're talking about throughout this series as we seek to find wisdom for our daily life. But here's a definition. Again, this comes from, uh, from Rich Velotis, a pastor at uh, New Life Fellowship in New York City. He says this, Wisdom is knowledge applied skillfully in a timely manner for the good of ourselves and others. Wisdom is knowledge applied skillfully in a timely manner for the good of ourselves and others. Now, you have that definition on your sermon outline, so I want you to go home and memorize that definition or at least put it up on the refrigerator so you can practice it quite often, okay? But let's break it down real quickly this morning, okay? Knowledge applied skillfully, okay? You and I know a lot of people with lots of knowledge, okay? People who have lots of information, but they lack the ability to apply that knowledge skillfully, or they apply it for the wrong reasons. Okay, you can tell a wise person, not because they have gray hair, they're old and they carry a walking stick, but you can tell a wise person because their knowledge is applied skillfully, and it's applied skillfully in building relationships, in their work, in solving problems. Wisdom is shown in those types of things. Wisdom is knowledge applied skillfully and in a timely manner. Now, I really hope you listen to this, okay? Wisdom isn't always just demonstrated with a quick answer. 
okay? Wisdom isn't always demonstrated with a quick answer. Wisdom, wisdom comes with, with time in listening. It's considering all of the information. It's being patient in gathering facts before you open your mouth. So wisdom isn't about having the quickest answer. Wisdom isn't about having the quickest answer, but it's about the most reasoned and timely response. Let's talk about that a little bit more in just a moment. But, but the last part, for the good of ourselves and others. Wisdom is knowledge applied skillfully in a timely manner for the good of ourselves and others. And I think that last phrase is really the most important part of defining wisdom. Because wisdom doesn't just consider, well, what's best for me? Wisdom says what's best for me and for others. So wisdom, wisdom is really thinking about others first and not ourselves. Now, if we could expand on this definition, I think we could expand on it and say it like this. That a life that is lived wisely means that you have a prayerful and patient approach to decision making that honors and reverences God and that helps others and ourselves to flourish by giving careful thought to the implications of our decisions. Now, I want you to stop right here, and I just want you to think about the last decision you made. Think about the last decision you made. Okay, was it a wise decision by these standards? Did you make the decision prayerfully and patiently? Or did you make it out of selfishness and speed? Did your decision honor God? Was it the decision that Jesus would have made in your place, or did God even have a place in that decision-making? And think about this one. Did your actions help others to flourish? You know, sometimes we make snap decisions, and in the process, we miss the implications on others. Now, I don't want to get into the science of all this, but Back in, the, back in the 30s, 40s, we discovered this stuff called plastic. And it's wonderful. Plastic is great. We even think we can recycle it. But what we're learning today is that it's getting recycled right back into us. And we have plastic inside of us now. And I'm not talking about medical things. I'm talking about plastic. We sometimes make decisions without recognizing the implications of those decisions for the long term. A good way to think about decision making is to ask yourself this, what story, what story do I want to tell as a result of the decision that I'm about to make? One more thing about wisdom and then I want to share with you three quick things here. Uh, are you really seeking wisdom? Okay. I mean, it's easy to claim knowledge and not be wise, okay? 
So are you really doing the hard and urgent work to seek wisdom? Because wisdom, wisdom isn't easy. Okay, remember, you don't drift into wisdom. It's not automatic, and it's not necessarily what people that you listen to on the television are spouting or on social media and the like. Not necessarily wisdom. Look at what verse 4 said in what we said, what we read just a few moments ago. It says in verse 4, search for them, that is for wisdom, search for it as you would for silver, seek it like hidden treasures. When we were in Alaska, doing a lot of, a lot of study of history things and and what was fascinating is all the people who came to Alaska to, to, to strike it rich, to find stuff that uh, was valuable. And what was interesting is what they had to endure to get there. I got on an airplane and flew there. They had to, to battle the elements to get there. And it took them months. I thought it was going to take me months to get back. When, when we left, but, uh, you know, searching for something of value, especially in our past, always required giving your life for it. And that's something I think that we need to learn as well today. But when we think about wisdom, we need to first of all understand that there are obstacles to wisdom. And let me share three of them with you this morning. The first one being that we have a two full life. A two full life. Uh, face it, many people are on the run from sun up to sundown, and that never bodes well for anybody finding wisdom. Wisdom, wisdom is not activated in our lives when we put ourselves on autopilot, which we do when we get too full, or when we are simply reacting without prayer and patience. Now, a moment ago, I, I was talking about the fact that, that uh, you know, wisdom requires, requires um, a timely manner. You know, one of the problems with those breaking news banners that show up on the television screen so many times and the, the instant opinions that people share on social media, it's not wisdom. It's reaction. And we base too much of our knowledge on people's reactions than we do on wisdom. I mean... We don't slow down and gather the facts. Sadly, that, that's what we learned in, that happened in Uvalde, Texas. People got up on a platform to begin to tell us what happened, and what we found out later on was that they didn't know anything. They didn't know the real facts of the story. We want to break news. We want to get our opinion out in front of everybody else and the problem with all the information that floats around in this fast-paced world is that it lacks the wisdom that comes with time and patient perseverance. So if you want to be counted among the wise, first thing we have to do is slow down. 
We have to slow down and we have to be prayerful and we have to be patient and we have to ask ourselves if what you're going to say and do is going to help others to flourish. We have an obstacle in a two-fold life. The, the second obstacle is pride. There's something you probably hadn't thought about, is it? Pride. Um, in case someone hasn't told you lately, you aren't that wise. You just aren't that wise. And, I, and I'm, in, I'm in that, okay? Just, just so you know, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. And if you happen to disagree with that statement, you proved my point. Pride gets in the way of wisdom. Because, see, pride says, I have all the knowledge I need to know what's wise. And I don't need to listen to anyone else. Sounds like a lot of people in our world today, right? I've got all the answers, and I don't need to hear what you have to say because I know what's truth, what's wisdom. Reality is most of us have a very nasty streak of self-sufficiency, and that to the point that we aren't willing to accept the wisdom of other people. And when we are that way, pride... Pride has this way of raising its ugly head, and instead of being labeled as wise, we get the opposite label that we find throughout Proverbs, and that is that we're foolish. So if you want to avoid being labeled a fool, what you have to do is you have to nip the pride as soon as it raises its ugly head. You have to slow down, you have to listen to others, you have to get the facts, you have to be prayerful and patient because better to be the last person to speak wisdom than the first person to speak foolishness. Did you hear that? One more time. Better to be the last to speak wisdom than the first to speak foolishness. So the first obstacle is that we have too full of life. The second is that we have pride. The third is shame. The third is shame. You see, when we begin to search diligently for wisdom, what, what we quickly realize is that we don't have our act together. Does that apply to anybody here? Okay. We don't have our act together. We have gaps in our lives. We have weaknesses and inadequacies, and that is where shame comes into this equation. You see, shame has a way of short-circuiting our search for wisdom. We don't want to admit that we have gaps in our knowledge, that we are weak in certain areas of our life, and that admitting to our inadequacies can reveal a side of us that we don't want other people to see. So shame becomes an obstacle to wisdom. But you see, when we are willing to confront the gaps and the weaknesses in our lives, that's the first step of gaining wisdom. So think about this for a moment. Did you ever make a financial decision in your life that you were ashamed of? Like buying that thing on TV for $19.95 plus postage and handling? 
and then saying to yourself, why did I buy this stuff that breaks so quickly? Anyway, maybe you made a decision, you wound up deep, dark pit of debt, and, and what was it? Shame. The shame of being so in debt that you don't want to go and ask a financial advisor for wisdom about how to get out of it. That's where shame gets in the way of wisdom. And the opposite of shame is just plain old honesty. I mean, if you want to kick through the obstacle of shame, you have to be honest with yourself and honest with other people. And that's hard when pride tells us that we need to keep up appearances. So too full of life, pride and shame, they all become obstacles to us gaining wisdom. So let's bring all this together and come up with uh, an ending to this message today. So if we're going to learn anything about wisdom over the next two months, we need to understand where we're going to find wisdom. And first of all, wisdom comes through prayer. Wisdom comes through prayer. We said it earlier that a wise life is demonstrated by a prayerful and patient approach to decision-making. A prayerful and patient approach to decision-making. Now, I don't know about you, but I bet most of us have this idea that prayer is something that's quick. Because a lot of times our prayers are quick. We think prayer is going to be answered quickly. But the reality is prayer takes time, right? Prayer takes time. And, and while we think that prayer is often intended to change others or to change situations, the reality is prayer, prayer is intended to change us. So may I suggest that prayer is the first source of wisdom. Prayer is an invitation to the Holy Spirit to begin working in us and through us to receive wisdom. Prayer helps us to prioritize a two-fold life. Prayer helps us to confront our pride and the shame that we have in our lives. And prayer, prayer leads us into the second source of wisdom, and that is the scriptures. I think it's, it's just fascinating. You know, people often say, well, the Bible's old and irrelevant. Proverbs were written 3,000 years ago. And the, the wisdom that comes in these Proverbs is just as applicable in 2022 as it was 3,000 years ago. Just as applicable. And as we go through these upcoming weeks, we're going to learn. We're going to learn things about finances. We're going to learn things about relationships. We're going to learn things about work and our words and so much more. And all of the Proverbs that we're going to study are going to give us wisdom for how we make decisions today. And that's one of the beautiful things about Scripture. That is that there is wisdom that we can apply to our daily lives if we're willing to slow down and listen, if we're willing to slow down and actually read the scripture for ourselves. Don't rely on, don't rely on me to get up here on Sunday morning 
and preach to you what wisdom is. You've got a Bible. Open it up and read the Proverbs. As I said at the beginning of the day, whole series on wisdom, whole series on the book of Proverbs, all I'm going to do is give you the information. Information becomes wisdom when you do what? When you apply it. I can't live your life for you. I can't, I can't follow you around every day and say, is this the wise thing to do? Prayer comes, or wisdom comes through prayer. It comes through scripture. And finally, 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 it comes through wise people with whom we surround ourselves. Proverbs 13, 20 says it best. It says, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. I know I've shared this many times before, and, and it's just such a beautiful picture. Somebody told me this many, many years ago, and I wrote it in the margin of my Bible at this passage. But, you know, when we are a companion of fools, they become like a grenade that's just waiting to go off. And when they explode, when that fool explodes, if we are a companion of fools, we may not be the one who made the wrong choice, the poor choice, but we can be the ones who get hurt by the shrapnel of their decision-making. So if you want wisdom... If you really want wisdom, look around and ask yourself, are these wise people with whom I am walking? I'm going to say this later on to the, to the kids who are headed off to college. You know, making wise choices about the friends who are going to influence you is going to be critical. I mean, those friends can either influence you to make wise choices or they can influence you to make foolish choices. So prayer, scripture, and wise people. Those, those are the sources that we can draw wisdom from. Those are the, the wells of wisdom that will never run dry in our lives. And there isn't a single decision you will ever make that can't be impacted by those three sources. So, we started the day off by saying that we live in an information age. It is full of all sorts of information. And most of that information that you hear is somebody trying to disciple you. We talked about this a few weeks ago. You are being discipled daily by the voices that you expose yourself to on a daily basis. And if you are not discerning, you will be fooled very effectively by those voices. And you won't become a disciple of Jesus. You'll become a disciple of those people that are influencing your life. So I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to become discerning when it comes to those voices and the power that they have to disciple you.
okay? I want you to take this definition of wisdom home that we've been talking about today, and I want you to begin to apply it to yourself. So here's a few questions for you, okay? They're on your sermon outline. You can take them home. You can deal with them. I can't give you the answer. That's up to you. But here's the first one. Is this voice helping me to prayerfully and patiently approach decision-making? Is this voice helping me to prayerfully and patiently approach decision-making? You know what? Post Post these four questions up in front of your television, your computer monitor, your radio, wherever else it needs to be. Put those four questions up there, and next time, next time you're listening to that voice, just ask yourself this. Is this person helping me to prayerfully and patiently approach decision-making? No. I guarantee you, no, they're not. Here's the second part, and this is the real, this is the real truth about this. Is this voice just using fear as a tool to influence me into thinking one way? This is the, this is the problem with our, our quick society today that, that just demonstrates foolishness all over the place. People are just, people are, 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 are hucksters of fear. We're afraid of everything that walks down the street these days. And the only reason they do it is because we buy it. We buy into the fear that this is happening and this is happening and this is happening and that this is a a secret thing that's going on. And you know it happens because you get the letter from the politician because they tell you what you need to be afraid of. You get it from the person who's trying, to, who's trying to influence you on that television show you're watching for three hours straight at night. They're just trying to make you afraid because they know that fear has an influence over you. Folks, we as disciples of Jesus, we're not supposed to live in fear. I've gone from preaching to meddling, but let's go on to the next two. Go ahead, flip the screen here. Am I seeking to honor God and helping others by what I'm hearing? Something real simple to ask yourself. When you hear these things, is it helping you to honor God and help others? The fourth one. Am I aware of the implications that following this voice will have on my life and the lives of others? As I said earlier, sometimes we don't think. We don't think about the decisions that we make because we make them so quickly. And wisdom isn't quick. Wisdom takes time. Wisdom takes time. And so we need to be aware of the implications that following that voice will have on our life and on the lives of others. Well, folks, I I will just be real blunt about this. We have a lot of work to do in our world if we're going to harness all of this information that we're exposed to on a daily basis and if we're going to corral it into wisdom.
wisdom that will benefit not only us, but will benefit others. Would you join me in a word of prayer? Lord, we want, we want above all else to be wise. Not wise in the world's eyes, but wise in your eyes. We want to have the kind of wisdom, Lord, that, that comes from knowing you. We want to have the kind of wisdom that comes from, from knowing your word from being surrounded by, by wise individuals who, who are here to help us to digest the word of God so that it can become a part of our everyday life. Lord, help us to do the work of slowing down so that we're not foolish, so that we know truly how to handle the, the information that the world continues to spew at us daily. Lord, we don't just want to be smart, we want to be wise. We don't just want to be informed, we want to be able to practice wisdom in the way that we relate to one another. Lord, the calling that you have placed upon us as your disciples is to follow after you. And Jesus, you through your life taught us, you taught us to, to, to live to live in love. You taught us not to be in fear. And your spirit, your spirit reminds us that we are called to be filled with love and self-control. So may those fruits of the spirit remind us of what wisdom is really all about as we seek after you this day and every day. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Linglestown Life Podcast. If this message was meaningful to you, we hope you will leave a review and share it with others. If you want to know more about our church or would like to attend a service or community event, find out more on www.linglestownlife.org. God bless you, and may you go forth and love God and love others.